I guess if questions about the existence of God could be proven one way or another, well, a lot of ministers of religion would either be out of a job or absolutely overwhelmed by people signing up. But my next guest has been doing her bit to get the question, if not settled, at least better understood. Jennifer Skiff has been asking people like you and me, not experts, to describe the experience that convinced them that God was a force in their life. Which God? Your God, I think it's fair to say. The result is a book, God's Stories, which offers a whole range of stories from the tiny to the tremendous. Jen Skiff, hello to you. Good morning. What took you to this path? You're a former CNN journalist. You've been married a couple of times. You've had a couple of divorces. <laughs> now, well, Thanks for bringing that up. Were those the events that set you <laughs> off in the, in the search for, is it a search for God or just people's interpretation of of, of that moment? Well, I, I had a couple of those moments um, throughout my life where um, it, it was confirmation for me that a divine power exists. And uh, when someone asked me a few years ago, do you have a God story? I, I said, well, what do you mean by that? And they mm. said, well, it's, it's that moment of proof. And I said, oh, well, I have a few. And uh, it was a minister, actually, who asked me. And um, I started thinking after that, she asked me to write them down for her, for her congregation. And after I wrote them down, you know, sitting here in Perth in my little office, I thought, uh, if I have these, how many people have them? I mean, I've, I don't even use, hadn't even used the word God hmm. to describe anything, but I had these moments. So I just started asking everybody here in Perth, you know, to start, my hairdresser, you know, solicitor, all my friends, do you have a God story? And what I discovered was that about one in five or six people had a story had a story where they received personal proof. And uh, in the end, um, quite a few of the stories in this book are from Perth, the Western Australia people. Yeah. Now, I guess a lot of people who don't have a strong faith will say that these are stories of intuition or courage or coincidence. Do you think that we take from these experiences what we bring to them? If you're a person of faith and and you're a, a second away from a car accident and suddenly you feel a voice uh, tell you to turn the wheel one way or a, a warm hand on the shoulder, um, that confirms God to you. Does it? What does it do to a non-believer, do you think? Well, a lot of the stories that were submitted were from people who didn't believe until this moment happened to them, and then it changed them. But I do believe a lot of people who have faith when something happens to them, it confirms their belief. So the stories in this book for people who believe are extremely confirming and hopeful. Mm. For those who um, don't believe but are sitting on the fence, if, if you might, it might take them over the fence. And people who truly do not believe in a higher power, all I can say to them is you will find these stories extremely entertaining. Let's talk about um, your two stories. One was when you were quite young. You're young now, but one was when oh, you were yeah. really quite Thank young. you very much. Yeah. Um, I was 12 years old. It was my 12th birthday, and I got a 10-speed bike for my birthday. And my mom said, well, you can ride on this road, and you can ride on this road, but don't ride on that road. And, of course, I rode on that road. Hmm. And I was uh, gliding along, and all of a sudden, all I can describe it as having a feeling that was total euphoria. I just felt absolutely wonderful, and I felt like I was rolling a bit, but just feeling wonderful. I looked down. And I was up in the air from about 20 feet above a scene. And the scene was a car with a cracked windshield, which looked like a wig in the windshield Mm. and a body in front of it. And I watched as people got out, went to the body and I looked down the road and I watched other cars stop, go to this body. 
And this whole time, I felt absolutely wonderful. And then all of a sudden, it dawned on me that the body was mine. And I was back in it. And that wonderful feeling was gone. And, you know, this was... I was 12. I had never heard of Shirley MacLaine. I, I, didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. And I never told anyone the story till I got older. But one thing it made me feel is I never feared death after that. I, I actually knew my soul was going somewhere. I don't know where it was going, but it did leave my body. And that, that was my first moment of yeah, proof. Yeah, you would have been too young to, to call that a God story at the time. But then you sure. have a more recent uh, uh, revelation. Sure. 32 years old, working for CNN as a correspondent, thriving professionally, personally extremely unhappy, and truthfully just uh, probably pretty down, just didn't want to go on anymore. It was just, I, I just couldn't bear all the negativity. And um, I started experiencing uh, pain in my leg, and it turned out to be a tumor in my bone marrow. I was operated on, and the doctor, I, I woke, and the doctor said, well, we've kept your leg, but only temporarily. You do have bone cancer. And at that moment, I felt a sense of relief almost that I didn't have to keep going on. And then in the next few days, I can only describe being blanketed, with a, a, engulfed by a warm blanket of love, really, from people and friends, people who didn't know me, who told me I was important in their life. And I started to feel, again, as though my life had worth. And then on the fourth day, as I was about ready to begin chemo, this doctor came running into my room, threw his hands up in the air. He said, I get to tell you something I never get to tell anyone. I Mm. said, what's that? He said, it's benign. The DNA just came back. You don't have cancer after all. And that was it for me. Um, I've I've never looked back. Every day has been a beautiful day. And, you know, some might say that's uh, just a bad diagnosis, but 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 it wasn't for me. You say it's the hand of a divine power. Yeah. And that's what makes all these things personal. I mean, none of it is, uh, if if you believe it, so be it. If people don't believe it, so be it. I wonder if other people might have their own God story they'd like to share, one three hundred triple two seven twenty, And I, just one came to mind, and I was thinking about this last night. I, I believe in spiritual things, but I'm, but I'm not a religious person at all. Um, there was a time when my uh, daughter was uh, tiny, a toddler, and we were on holiday in Victoria, and she was on a bridge, and she was looking out over the bridge uh, through the rails, with her mum at one end of the bridge and me just off the other end of the bridge, looking, poked her head through the rails to look at the creek below. And my wife called out her name very loudly. And at that moment, I knew that my daughter was about to go over the bridge. Now, she would have drowned, absolutely would have drowned. We could not have got to her quickly. I would say that I got to her in, it was a complete slow motion moment, and I grabbed her foot as she was on her way through. Now... Um, all that did, and, and I got her, and it was incredible, but I don't know how many seconds passed. It could have been a long time. I was very distressed by that experience. Very glad to have, she's a lovely girl, very glad to have caught her. <laughs> but I don't for a moment personally see that as uh, a God story, yet I do see it as something that I can't explain because my sense of time, as you talk about looking down on yourself, my sense of time was very altered. Now, psychologists will tell me, I think, and can perhaps explain away uh, thought processes in a way that says, yes, that's how it appears. In that moment of crisis, your world slows down. Um, That could be a God story for someone else, but for me, it's not. Well, I think 
why I've used the word God is because 86% of the world's population relates to the word God. But this is a book of stories of, of people's higher power. It's an energy for some people. You know, they're, mm. the stories of, are all cultures, all faiths. Um, but yes, I think, uh, you know, if you went back to that, that place and you said, and you timed it out <laughs> and you said, mm. you, you kept looking at yourself, there's no way possible I could have gotten to, to her from where I was in that moment. Yeah. We have stories like that where people said, there's just no way possible. I had help. I had help in getting there. My daughter was not meant to go that moment. one three hundred triple two seven twenty, or you can text a little observation about this subject, one double nine double two seven twenty. I don't believe in God, says Rita, but there is definitely a cosmic joker who prepares life's adventures for us. Let's look at a couple of the examples in your book. Um, really, uh, some of them are, are, are really quite appalling. And it's the story of, of Shirley Blake. Yes. Tell me about Shirley. Shirley Blake's an Australian. And she was uh, tutoring some underprivileged children when a man came to the door and asked for the children. When she turned around to get them, he entered the house and started to beat her. And as she called out for God, she's a believer, uh, to help her. She screamed, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help me. This man uh, proceeded to rape her. And it was a, an extremely uh, brutal rape that went on for seven hours. But as as the rape started, she called out for God's help. And she said she heard God say, I'm right here with you. I will not give you anything you cannot handle. And seven hours she went through it. In the end, um, she went, was hospitalized and decided to press charges against this man who was apparently a known rapist. No one had ever um, dared to testify against him. And she says that was her epiphany. That was her moment, one of her moments, where um, she knows that she went through that process in order to help others. And I can tell you something. The story's in the book, and I'm getting emails every day from women who have been raped and who have been hurt in abusive relationships who say, thank you to Shirley for providing this story and coming forward. Let's hear from Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. How are you going? I'm very interested in the subject, Sarah, because it means very different things to different people. I think it does. And I think that you don't necessarily have to have religion to have faith. And I think that they're two different things, and I and I certainly am not religious, but I would imagine I, I believe strongly in a spiritual presence in the universe. I suppose you could put it. Okay. Do you, do um, you have an experience? Oh well, I do, and it's, this is actually the first time I've ever told anyone this story. But it, what you were saying about your daughter brought it to my memory. I was eleven, and we were visiting my grandparents in Sydney. We were watching the beginning of the Sydney to Hobart yacht race on a little outcropping that we'd rode to in a little boat that he had. And I fell off, you know, you know, a reasonably high cliff on this. And I remember it very distinctly and I was screaming and screaming and I remember grabbing at the rocks on the way down. And I was heading head first down a, probably about a 10 metre drop. Yes. In, in between rocks jutting out. And I felt myself sort of bouncing off them and, and being cut and all this. And I also remember very strongly at the time, and it was all black because I had my eyes closed, just being very gently lifted and turned over until I actually landed on my feet, perfectly safe, between two large boulders with, with my arms up on either side, 
almost as if I'd been put there. Mm-hmm. And it was really strange, and I'd had no serious injuries, lots, lots of cuts and bruises and scrapes. But I remember that happening very, very specifically. Why haven't you told anyone about that story, or is it this kind of conversation that reminds you of that event? It just reminded me. It wasn't necessarily so profound that I think I thought of it at the time because the shock and the fear and the terror of only being 11 and almost dying, I think, and the panic of my family and my brothers and my parents, just put it out of my head, I guess, and then the recovery afterwards. Because I was quite injured, but nothing nothing life-threatening, whereas I was really heading down headfirst at this incredible speed. Is that a God moment to you now? Is that a God story to you later in your life, Sarah? Well, it's hard to say. I'm at the crossroads in my life at the moment where I'm trying to decide whether or not I do actually believe in God, not necessarily the you know anthropomorphic male figure, but a, a universal consciousness. Well, I really, and I, I really, and I think that that was a moment for me of, of of the existence of a universal consciousness. Absolutely. Thank you very much for talking to us, because I, I guess too, Jen, that um, you know, a lot of people don't talk about their experiences. Mm-hmm. What do you think holds people back from doing so? Skepticism, ridicule. Uh, well, most most people who submitted a story for this book say they've never told anybody before, and I think uh, yes, ridicule, and um, I think they think. People will think they're they're a bit nuts, you know. Some of what she's describing is she's describing she felt uh, a, a presence help her land gently. Um, there are lots of stories like that in this book. Mm. Now, you know, when it happened to her eleven, and and but nowadays when when people come forth and they say, you know, I felt a hand. Well, what this book is doing is it's making it okay for people to tell these stories. Mm. You know, <laughs> not and people another. want to believe, don't they? People want to believe. In 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 the you know the, the undefinable, especially I, I, when they get to our young age. Do you think that's what it is? I want to believe. I, I don't have to have it proven. I just want to believe. I want to believe in something. Yeah. Uh, Mark McEntee from uh, McEntee. I'm sorry, uh, from the Divinals writes really interestingly about Michael Hutchins. Right. And his spirit passing right through him while he was in a uh, a recording studio. The experience lasted about 10 seconds. I felt Michael's spirit pass through me. The feeling I got was the actual vibrancy of his spirit. It was beautiful energy. And then from my heart, I heard him say, I am in a beautiful place. Very vivid, true feeling. Nothing like that had ever happened to me before. It was a real afterlife experience. If it happens, it happens, doesn't it? Hmm. It's interesting because I'm feeling myself the need to continually say, I'm not judging these people for making these observations. I guess that's what we do with books like this. Yeah, kind of believe it, kind of not believe it. Just like I said before, if you're a believer, you know, this confirms your belief. But I think people should um, <clears throat> not define this as, you know, God, God, God. It, yeah. is, it is about uh, your definition of a God or a universal power or an energy. Hi, Tom. Hi, good morning. Um, a couple of, couple of points. Uh, I remember being made to stop dead still one day on a country golf course just as the sun was going down. And the, it was so striking that that I said to myself, how can anybody deny the existence of God when they see this? Now, that was intuitive, yeah. as your guests would probably say. But years later, and a few years ago now, my mother went into hospital um, for a fairly minor operation. I said, saw her after I'd finished work, and uh, she was okay, and... 
and uh, all that sort of thing. So um, I stayed for a while, then I left and went down and had a few drinks at my club and then left to go home. But my feet took me back to the hospital. I had no reason, I had no reason to go back. I had seen her. And when I walked in, it was that time of the day when the staff were having their own dinner. So there was one person in the nursing station. Mm -hmm. I went straight to my mother's bedside and she was the most horrible bluey colour. And um, she wasn't with it. And the lady next to her said she's been like that for a little while. So I shot down to the nursing station, told the staff member there, and then the next thing, all hell broke loose. There were people, nurses, and even a doctor with his cap and gown on raced in. Somebody came down the corridor pushing the defibrillator, which frightened hell out of me, yep. and I was pushed outside, and I had to wait there for a few minutes, and um, then they said, you can go in now, and her colour was back. What she'd had was a reaction to penicillin. Now, I don't know what would have been the, the result had I not gone back, but I, I, I guess she could have gone into really bad state or maybe even died so something made me go back to the hospital that night how do you like to interpret that these days tom is is that your god story well well it is i've now i've got to explain to you that i'm a lapsed anglican my mother was a very very good godly woman um and uh worked in the church for years and so uh, so um there was no reason for me to go back so obviously i was directed back by another power. Now, whether that was... In, I don't think it was intuition, because why would I be... She was fine when I left her. So it, it had to be an outside force, not coming from within me. That's how I explain it. Thank you, Tom. Um, Jen, you would have heard a story like Tom's regularly. Mm -hmm. We talk about people wishing to believe, and your book has done extremely well. And in the United States, and I, I guess I would always say these books do extremely well in the United States because they're in a category marked inspirational, mm -hmm. and we all want to be inspired. Um, how has it inspired you? Do you think these these people have inspired me? You know, I'm, I'm mainly an animal person. I've, I'm the trustee at the dogs home in Shenton Park. Thank and goodness I, we weren't talking about cats with you today. Yeah, <laughs> I prefer to be around animals more than anything, but it's actually given me a real faith in people and. Uh, and and I, I'm collecting stories now, of course, for the second book at godstories.com. People want to send their stories in. But when these, these stories are coming in every day, mm. and they're sad. They're, they are about rape. They are about mm. murder. They are about loss of children. They're about loss of parents. They're, um, it, they're quite profound. But in some ways, what it's done for me, it has inspired me to believe that someone is always there helping us out if, you, if we're willing to accept it. What about people who don't feel that they experience that divine help when they need it in their lives? Where's God in their suffering, do you think? I think they'll have to ask their uh, clergy. I'm not a theologian. I have no answer for that. Yeah. Um, one thing I uh, thought, a very simple little story. My wife and I had been sending shoeboxes of presents to Operation Christmas Child for a few years. One year we packed a really nice box for a young boy. We finished packing and I looked at my wife and said, I'd love to see this little boy's face when he opens the box. Well, the following year we were preparing to do another box. We picked up a publication. 
My wife was reading it when she called me over to look at something. There on the bottom of page three was a picture of a little boy hugging a teddy bear he'd just received. Lo and behold, on closer examination of the box in front of him, we saw all the unique items and wrapping we'd chosen from the previous year, including the very recognisable bear. It was our box. Again, I can't help myself. <laughs> Coincidence or God moment? Or, or is, is this book really about the fact that that doesn't matter? It's, it, every story in here is, is that moment for that person who submitted the story. So this, story, this book is filled with those moments. Whether you believe it or not, it doesn't really matter. It's no? A, no. That's very true. Yes, <laughs> thank you for coming in and talking about God's stories. It's been a great pleasure. Thanks for having me.